Te Araroa. Oh, Te Araroa. And so it's Te, not T, not Te. It's Te Araroa. What does it mean? Mm, ara is like a pathway. Roa is long. So it's the long trail or the long journey or the long roadway. Te Araroa, New Zealand's long pathway. 3,000 kilometers from Cape Ranga in the north to Bluff in the south. It would soon see my feet walking it. Hi, I'm Alison Young, and this is The P-Rag, The Unfiltered Adventures of the Blissful Hiker. That would be me, the Blissful Hiker, sometime professional flutist, sometime voice artist, and full-time pedestrian. Every week I share with you what it's like on the trail, why anyone would want to walk that far, and while it may not be a glamorous life, why it's one of the most fulfilling. And the P-Rag? Well, that's the bright red bandana that's tied to the back of my pack. It's a small accessory with a very big job. And we like to play with words around here a little bit. The P-Rag show is a broadside, a rag, though I try to keep the ragging to a minimum. A wee shout out here to our sponsor, Lecky Trekking Poles. They hold me upright, they support my tent, and they give me the strength to walk the length of two countries. If you want to be a blissful hiker, Leckies should be in your hands. So before I left Minnesota to spend five months hiking the Te Araroa, I had things to sort out, a lot of things. I asked and received a five-month leave of absence from my job, and then I had to think about the reasons kind of over and over again. You know, what was I doing? I was feeling this pull, this need to test my mettle, to see what would happen to my body, mind, and spirit if I pushed the limits on the backpacking I'd already done up to this point in my life. At BlissfulHiker.com, the first sentence says, I love to hike, and love is scratched out, and it says, I live to hike. Well, it does take a lot of your life to at least plan to hike. The planning of gear, the food, where to drop resupply and bounce boxes. But to be honest, more of the planning seemed to surround my mental state. Backpacking is weird. You spend a ridiculous amount of money to not only get high-quality gear, but high-quality gear that's extremely lightweight. And then you march long distances with everything you think you need on your back. It's dirty, oftentimes uncomfortable, and let's face it, it's smelly. But I love it. It takes me into the heart of wild places with my food and shelter easily accessible, allowing me to be utterly flexible about just where I lay my head. John Cog writes in his book, Hiking with Nietzsche, that the great philosopher wants us to be wanderers, though not as a traveler to a final destination, for this destination does not exist. 
But don't let that cause you to believe I'm a free spirit, allowing the winds to take me where they will. I make lists, and I also set goals, and Nietzsche, a big-time walker himself, was just fine with that. Though he warns, if you arrive at a final destination, it's a sign that you've set your sights too low. These final days before I leave are a whirlwind of last-minute planning, loading the thru-hiker app, the maps, trail notes, and all my new New Zealand friends of friends contacts in my phone, weighing every last item to see where I might cut out a gram or two, buying my New Zealand tramper hut pass, and loading the bounce box with extra pairs of shoes, tenacious tape, another headphone-to-lightning cable, and various odds and ends that will follow me along the trail from post office to post office. It's exhausting, mostly because to have the flexibility to sleep where I want as I go requires a lot of planning. It's difficult now trying to picture the person I'll be one, two, or five months from now. And maybe that's just it. Backpacking, and in this case of the Te Araroa, through hiking, is about coming to grips with this projection and making my peace with not knowing how the story will unfold. When I let go and trust I've made mostly the right decisions about what to take now, the future can take care of itself. John Cog also reminds me in writing about Nietzsche, on a long walk, who we are is about recovering from who we think we are. <laughs> I'm Allison Young, the Blissful Hiker, and you're listening to The P-Rag, The Unfiltered Adventures of the Blissful Hiker. A huge shout-out to Lecky for their support. While you're out on the trail recovering from who you think you are, it helps to have strong, reliable gear that keeps you upright and moving ahead with balance and efficiency. I swear by my Lecky trekking poles to crack me up eroding scree on a dormant volcano or ensure I don't wipe out sidling a muddy riverbank. If you want to be a blissful hiker, Lecky trekking poles should be in your hands. You can read more about my hikes, read a transcript of this show, listen to the first episode, and also comment at thepeerag.com. What is a P-Rag? Well, it's a tool that enables a female hiker to get the job done without fuss or muss and focus on being her badass self on the trail. Being badass on the trail does require the right gear, but it also requires the right attitude. And it always amazes me how, on any hike, I begin to live more and more in the moment, facing straight on my vulnerability, my hopes and regrets, and also my limitations, while at the same time opening myself up, kind of like the words of Emily Dickinson, the soul should always stand ajar, ready to welcome the ecstatic experience. Okay, Allison, we're rolling. It's said that people fear public speaking more than death. Why? Because being rejected, ostracized, and thrown out of our social network, at least back in our deep, dark pasts, meant death.
But just the fear of embarrassment and judgment makes most of us sweat, take shallow breaths, and wish we had a do-over. I kind of have the public speaking part down. In 12 years as a DJ at NPR, I've had my share of hate mail, love letters, and everything in between. And still, she persists. But what I find curious as I prepare to leave on this five-month walk in New Zealand is a creeping fear of looking ridiculous. While it makes sense to be prepared for weather, animals, illness, injury, all that might obstruct smooth passage, my mind continually dwells on this question of, do you really know what the hell you're doing? It began with responses to my brand new coat, a dream of high quality down and only seven ounces of thru-hiker happiness, albeit electric safety zone orange. You gonna wear that? What's wrong with it? Halloween's in that for another month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because that was a popular style back in the 80s or so where they had the, the, oh. the puffier thing and <laughs> now it's this, back. This improves the situation? Uh, no. <laughs> no While I might label my fear a highly triggered self-consciousness, her ugly stepsisters are more deeply felt. Envy. Shame and regret. They lurk below the surface in an aggressive volley of criticism. Do you really think you can look like the perfectly clean, blister-free, young and fresh hikers of the Patagucci ads? Why didn't you do this hike sooner? 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 You're old enough to be some of these hikers' mom. Why didn't you do this hike sooner? Why didn't you do this hike sooner? <sighs> The late feminist writer Cynthia Heimel said, When in doubt, make a fool of yourself. There's a microscopically thin line between being brilliantly creative and acting like the most gigantic idiot on earth. So what the hell? Leap! Most hikers know the phrase, hike your own hike. When I wonder if I'll find my tribe on this trail, Or if, after taking a leave of absence at the age of 53 going on 54, I'll be all alone in my world of walking the length of a country. I tell myself, hey, we're all wounded. We all have issues. We all have insecurities. Does this walk become the end all and be all that reveals and heals? Maybe, maybe not. But for sure, something will happen. And when it does... I'll be dressed for success in that big, bright, aggressive orange coat. My orange coat was blending in with that beautiful day that I left to go to Kitty Kitty, New Zealand. It was late fall. The leaves were just past peak and they were raining to the ground in a final blur of orange and brown. It was my last day of work for nearly six months before I left, and I signed off with my most favorite piece of all time by my favorite composer, Gustav Mahler, his Symphony No. 1, where he tells his orchestra to play like a sound of nature. So many people have written, they've called, texted, they've stopped by in the last weeks to share thoughts on calming the churning that's going on inside me. One tells me, step carefully, and see widely. Another says, 
Go with your purpose in mind. Share your truth as you can. And then still one more. The hard work's behind you. Now get at it. But maybe what distills things in this moment, as I spend the coming days in the monotony of airplanes and airports before I'm able to even set foot on the trail, is the advice to open up to what will come, to simply allow the days and the hours to unfold with whatever they have to offer. It's less seize the day at this point than let it happen and be present while it does. Next week, my feet will be walking on sand. The Tasman Sea is at my right and a horizon seemingly going on forever. Thanks so much to Lecky for their support of the PRAG. If you like this episode, share it on social, leave me a review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can find out more, you can get your question or comment featured on an upcoming episode, or send me feedback. Just go to theprag.com. So, in closing, here are the first words that I've learned in Maori. It means hello, but it also means be safe, be well, be filled with gratitude. Kia ora.